Vishaslatra is quoted to say that the best Eitzah for Zechibadin is to be Nishaklau. Tzibur needs a person, so the person is not living on his own school, he's living on the school of the Tzibur, the Tzibur needs him. She says that's very nice. A person who's talking Nisha Tzibur, he lives with tremendous achrayas for the Tzibur, etc. So he has that schus. But an individual person who seems to be just one a member of the crowd, so in what way can he be Isha Klau? There's a thought from the Shem Yishmuel, quotes from the Avdinezer. Zagumar Rosh Hashanah, the more discusses conversation, the more says Shiloh. Does the Kayach of Tfilah B'Tzibur work after the after the, the Gzar Din? The more says the Tfilah B'Yachid is not really successful after the Gzar Din. But Tfilah B'Tzibur, does the more know, does it have the Kayach to be about to the Gzar Din or not? So the more brings, one of the rise the more attempts to bring is the more says, the Psukim talk about the, the, in, the, in, the, in the capital, which talks about the Arbat Shechem Lahoydus, it talks about the sailors going down to the sea and they're, they're diving to Kosh Baruch Hashem responds to them, Yedul Hashem Chastik, Midosalif Neyadom. And the Moors Medaik from the Psukim that this Hatzola that the sailors get only gets before the Gzar Din. But if the Gzar Din was written that they're, that they're going to, that the ship is going to sink, the thrill of the, the sailors doesn't work. So you write thrill of a Tzibur doesn't work. After Gzar did. Moore says, no, shiny over there because they're Kiyachidim Domo. They're Yachidim. So Shemesh Shemesh brings it to Avdenezer's father. Avdenezer asked the question, what do you mean Kiyachidim? We're not talking about someone can't picture a fellow in a boat all by himself. It's a Yachidim Domo. But the Moore case over here was that there was a Tzibur. That was the Moore's Raya. You have a large ship, many sailors. So he said, each person was davening that he should be saved. That's not a tzibur. That's a lot of yechidim together on, on the same boat. Each person wasn't thinking about saving everybody else. The only care about was to save themselves. That's not a tefillah of a tzibur. Tefillah of a tzibur, the kaych of a tzibur is when the tzibur comes together and davening for each other. That's what Avinezer was masbid and gemar. Person that's part of a tzibur, and they contribute to the tzibur. They contribute to the tzibur through their tefillah. Each person who shows up to davening is mechasik davening. Person who davens for the tzibur is being mechasik the tzibur. The tzibur needs such a person who davens for them. Person who learns appropriately is mechasik the tzibur. Person who helps is part of the tzibur. So being an isha klal, it's not very difficult. Uh, in a yeshiva setting, it's extremely easy to be isha klal in a yeshiva setting because you are part of a klal, which is built on the yechidim which are there. But it goes beyond that. Uh, I mentioned before that I had a conversation. There was a young man, old boy, came, he was up in Russia. Uh, his foundation was not was not a Yiddishkeit; it was an atheism. So he got out. His parents got out. He got out at a fairly young age. Brilliant young man, moved to Cleveland. At the age of, I think, 12, he was the, the, the winner for the, the Mishnayis Balpeh for the, the Good of Midwest. So see him, he, was, he, was, he, learned, he memorized the most Mishnayis Balpeh. 
the age of 12. At the age of 16, he's sitting with me without a yarmulke, saying he doesn't, you know, Judaism is all about the, yourself, and he believes in the, helping other people, and he wants to go to Southeast Asia to join the Peace Corps to help the, the, the impoverished people in Southeast Asia. It's like, why doesn't Judaism care about other people? That was, the, that was his, one of his many conversations that, that you know, I had with him. It was one of the lines that he said. So I said that we believe that the Kayach of Limana Torah, you look at the, all the things over there in that list, that they're all Nyanim, which it has to be something which is terrible Briyas. And Tamil Torah, the biggest Hatabah you can bring is the Kayach of Nefshachim, is Mazbah, that the Kayach of Hashpot, the Lobriya comes to Limana Torah. So he said to me, Yeah, but do you feel it? If I pick up on a boat, I go to Hadisha, and I live a life of deprivation, I understand I'm doing it, for, I'm, I'm caring about somebody else. I'm, I, I am committing to help somebody else. To sit in a mesmer, it's all comfortable for yourself and enjoy yourself. It happens to be something somebody else. You don't care about anybody else, you just care about yourself. It was a hard question. Somebody wants to ask Rabbi Miller in his Thursday night shear. They asked him afterwards, like, you know, the importance of Kirchhaikim is so important. He spoke about that, like, it's the topic of the shear. Why don't we take the Bukhram out of Yeshiva and send them out? They should all go out there you know, and help, help people, be Makar, but do Kirchhaikim, etc. So he answered, he says, you know, if you're walking by the side of a river and you see a person drowning, it's, it's, it's a tremendous mitzvah to jump in. You have a chiv to jump in. It's a mitzvah to jump in. How can you not want to jump in and save the person? But if you don't know how to swim, please don't jump in because then we have to save two people. And that was his answer. It was a very powerful answer. It was a good line. He was, very, he was, very, he was phenomenal for his one-liners on the spot. Like, mom was phenomenal for his one-liners on the spot. You make an appointment with Rabbi Miller, the, the, the appointments were five minutes long. You want to discuss an issue with him, you got five minutes. He presented four minutes, he gave you an answer in the one minute he had, he had left over. Like, that was it. But what he was saying is, of course you have to, you want to help other people. Of course you want to be Meshbiyah. Of course you want to be there for other people. But you have to prepare yourself first. The, the person who's sitting and learning Torah it's going to be a source of kayak to Gans Klayasa. But the person has to, and that's something which you have to be aware of. We have to live with that. But you've got to prepare yourself first. Even before you go out and teach, before you go out and mashbiya, just sitting and learning is a tremendously powerful thing. But we don't stop and think about what we're doing. I had a chavar in yeshiva. They said, very, very quite a person worth on his meters tremendously. He said one time, he said, I don't understand this whole jealousy thing about other people that are learning. Now, I understood very well the jealousy thing about other people learning. He says, every person who's sitting and learning is Barbara the Kedusha in the base Medrash. The more Kedusha, the easier it is to learn and to understand. So the guy who's talking, a big master and is learning well at the start is Makasik me. So why should we be jealous of him? I don't, I don't understand the whole thing. Like, that was his aura. Sadly, I think most of us do relate to the issue of the jealousy of the guy who's learning better than you. But he's right. Every person sitting in this matter, you have to be aware of the fact that you are not only learning for yourself, you're learning for other people also. 
So maybe for yourself you want to take a break, but maybe for somebody else you can't take that break. Are we davening for the, the success of the, the, the person next to us? I see the person next to us, you know, I'm learning well, Baruch Hashem. I see the person next to me is, is struggling. He's having a difficult time. Maybe there's something distracting him, and maybe just sitting and learning is his thing. Maybe he has ADHD. I don't know. Right? So, am I dominating for him? Am I thinking about his, his, pay, his challenge and his pain? Of course, I mean, if, if I, you present it like that, of course I'd want to dominate for him. But we just never stop and think about it like that. I once was challenged by an individual here in the community. Like, he didn't know why the yeshiva didn't say the tefillah for, for the tzahal on Shabbos. Like, so, it means the yeshiva doesn't care about the, the soldiers. I mean, these people are putting their lives on the line for Klai Yisrael, for Jews. Young men and young women, which are putting their lives on the line. And why are you davening for them? So I said, I, said, I don't understand you. I, three times a day during Rebbe Yenu, I daven for them. They should be healthy and be safe. I need to wait once a week for that tefillah, which was made by the the Rabbanut and Eretz Yisrael, that teaches me how to daven for another Jew. I can't daven for another Jew three times a day in, in Shmonesrei. Of course you daven for them. How can you not daven for them? How many times a week do you daven for them? I said to him. And he said, I never thought about it like that. I said, okay. So he thanked me for th- giving him a different, an insight. I, I don't need somebody to make up a tefillah for me to figure out how to daven for, for another Jew. I don't have to wait till once a week for Shabbos morning to daven for another Jew. A Jew is putting his life on the line. I, I have to wait till Shabbos morning to daven for him to say a tefillah, which we have to send up for and say amen to. And that's the whole thing. You daven. You daven for somebody else in a situation which is, which is, which is dangerous. I used to do the, uh, way back when, in the early years, the, you know, so they have this orientation for the Bukhrim, and you know, so part of the orientation for the Bukhrim, besides describing how the yeshiva works, which is quite a, quite a challenging thing in many ways, it's in itself, was to try to explain Silver Spring to the Bukhrim. So actually the Bukhrim, which is not, not, you know, not from the Silver Spring back, background, like, you know, like, understand, like, you know, we, this yeshiva, in many ways, is unique to many of the yeshivas. Many yeshivas are either not, with, not within a community, or the community they're in is a yeshivish community, or they couldn't care less about the, with the community. Like, you know, the three options, most yeshivas. Like, you know. We are smack in the middle of a community, which is not a yeshivish community. It's getting better, especially when I, you know, it's different, you know, but it, well, it wasn't like that when I first came here. The opportunity for Kiddush Hashem is extraordinary. I, I, I can't tell you one of the most, the most precious moments I've had in the years I've been here is Balabas came to me, commented on a young man that he met from the yeshiva, and he says, you know, my, all my daughters are married, but if I would do it over again, I'd have my daughter marry a yeshiva man, because I saw what a yeshiva bachar is. It's an extraordinary moment of simcha that I had from that. That a bachar yeshiva was able to make an impact on somebody, just, just seeing the, the holach yedach, the pleasantness of the young man, what it means to be a ben That's a kiddush Hashem, you can't imagine what that means. There's people in the community which they don't know what the word yeshiva means. So they have no idea what the word yeshiva means. They have no idea what, what, the, the, we, what we do inside this place. And they're not going to know until they walk in the door. 
but they will see how we act, and that will make a dis- nafkamina of how they're going to uh, relate to, to, to Yiddishkeit, to, to Torah. This is what a person who's learning Torah, what he's doing, I don't know what he's doing exactly, but he's learning. This is what he does. I'm impressed by that. You're helping another Jew. You're changing his Yiddishkeit. So it's not just Kiddush Hashem L'Shem Shemayim. There's a Kiddush Hashem, it means you're, you're helping another Jew. And what better way to help another person is to give them a, a greater appreciation of Yiddishkeit, of Torah. So some of the stuff which the people care about over here seems to be, uh, seems to be in our minds, uh, trivial. But in their minds, uh, it's not. I told the Baruch, he the he says, you know, the, the Gimel Chamuris, you know, there's a concept of Gimel Chamuris. So, so in most places of Zorah, Gil Rais, and Shri Chazamim, and Silver Spring, it's smoking, drinking, and crossing against the light. One Sunday morning, Shatani Maskar Yerim, maybe I'll say publicly, you know, it was six o'clock in the morning. I was coming to coming early to, to yeshiva. I didn't wait for the, the walk sign. There's nobody there. There's a phone call to the yeshiva that morning about the bad lessons that Rabbi Rangel was teaching the yeshiva, the, 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 the members of the community, the boys of the community, by, by crossing against the light. Now, I, I have no idea who saw me. Like there's a special set camera or something like that. I have no idea. Who was learning from me, I have no idea either because there was nobody else around. The Bachim for sure were not up at that time. If the, guy, the guy who was watching me was, but the Bachim weren't around. The, the young men of the community weren't learning from me. Right? I guess you know, he assumed that if I did it then, I did it probably later in the day. Right? So, it was like... So your reaction could be, like, the guy's got to get a life. Which, that's probably, you know, definitely something that you should think about, right? You know, like, you know, they had the time to write an email about it, you know, like, I guess it's Sunday, so maybe he had time to write an email about it. But it meant something to him. It meant something to him that there's, a, you, you live with a Muslim Christ, how you impact somebody else. How you respect the laws of, of, of the, the country. Rabbi Khan was the doer. Rabbi Khan came to America. He would not jaywalk. He says, I have a key to respect the laws of the country that I'm visiting. This is their country. This is the laws. I have to respect that. I have to give cover to, to the country. Now, Rabbi Khan was, as far as we know, was yeshivish. Like, it's yeshivish to disregard the, the, the rules. That's, that's like part of like this, you know. The Israelis have their things that they disregard because the Israelis, probably the Israelis disregard rules. And the yeshivas also you know, disregard rules. That's part of the yeshivas. And the, the, the people here never, you know, they, they, they're, they're rule followers. That's like the thought process. Every move you make is being seen. It's not, it's not comfortable living like that. I remember I used to, the, the post you can tell, like, like, every single thing he did, like, you know, everyone was watching while he was doing it, what he was doing, why was he doing it, you know, it was like a whole conversation, you know, right? Yeshua Barker has an opportunity to, to impact positively 
a community. It's an extraordinary chesed. And it continues to this day. You know, this, it was true when I, when, when I came 26 years ago. It's, it's still true now. How do I know? I had a fellow came into Marv about, about a year ago. And he walks into Marv and he has this astonished look on his face. And I just remember I said, Shomalai, I mean, to help you, he just came in from Marv, he had, he had, he had to say Kaddish, et cetera. So I see, like, you're, you know, he says, I didn't realize there's so many people here in the yeshiva, et cetera. I said, okay, like, so what did you picture exactly? He sort of pictured, like, the yeshiva version of, like, another school has, like, a small carlo, the term is carlo, so they have, like, a few people sitting in a room around, and they sort of pictured they had the same thing over here. I asked him, where does he live? He says, he lives on Arcola Avenue. I said, I have no idea how in the world he could live on Arcola Avenue and like not notice like all these young men walking back and forth in front of his face. But he didn't. Until he walked in. Which means that this person has no idea what, what Torah and Yiddishkeit is. The Yiddishkeit of which we're, we're, what the Yeshiva is, is, is offering. And how we're going to act is make enough community how he's going to re- view Judaism. That's an opportunity of chesed. That's an opportunity of being an isha klau. You know, I'm not going to give you the Muslim truth about Kiddush Hashem and Kiddush Hashem, and you know, and you don't get, you know, you can, you can read those, you can get those online if you want. I'm sorry. Um, right? You can get those on, 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 on Naki Radio, right? About Kiddush Hashem and Kiddush Hashem. Just what, live with the opportunity to, to help other people. It's extraordinary. We have a mitzvah to be mitzvah with Darchei Hashem. Boy, sit back. Mahu chanum, mahu rachum, mahu tayyirechum, mahu malvish rubim shemim malvish rubim. Mahu is 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 machtes kali shemim machtes kali. He's kaver mesim, kaver mesim. Every one of those is about chesed. You want to be like a kodesh boruchu. You want to connect to your creator? You want to be more spiritual? You're dovek in a Kodesh Baruch Hu? You mean dovek bedrochov? So I should sit there and have, have holy, holy meditations, you know, sit on top of a mountaintop, cross-legged, and, and contemplate God and be very spiritual. No, it means that you don't cross the grants of life because that might impact somebody's view of Yiddishkeit because Yiddishkeit is the biggest class that you can give to somebody. So this yeshiva uniquely is, any baruch in yeshiva is uniquely positioned besides impacting positively the people around him and being an isha klaw, being a metziv to others, giving to others. Just by doing the right thing, but being being sensitive to other people's perception and being careful about that is an act of hatava. And Allah has come come you daven for the other person, or you point out to, to Rebbe. You know, I see so, Rebbe's not aware that someone's so struggling. You know, I, I notice he's, he's unhappy. Something bothering him. Something going on. You know, so I can't help him directly, but somebody else could help him. So I point it out. You used to get it, Shmuz and tells you, used to give a Shmuz about, you know, so, you know, helping set up the base medrash. 
That's obvious. I mean, the Sushiba runs on the Bakram taking, taking turns, taking responsibility. In any Moisid, there's going to be certain people which shoulder that responsibility tremendously. And there's people with help, and there's people which see other people doing it, they don't feel, really feel a need to do it. And it's the Russian created a zebra that zebra needs all the input. It doesn't work otherwise. Why do you make it like that? Because it's an opportunity for us to become metibim, to become givers. We have it backwards. Right? That there's a, there's a need, so if there's a need, okay, I have to do it, I have to do it. Why do we should make the need to start with? Because he wants us to become givers, so he gave us opportunities. Zarakota says that when an onion knocks at your door, well, let's say it like heavy, tell me something heavy, it's nice at some good When he knocks at your door, he says, it's a in the Mina Shemaim. Right now, there's a din in Shemaim about you. And the Bershom is a Metib, and therefore he sends you an opportunity to do Tzedakah, because Tzedakah is a Hatzalah, it's a Schus at that moment. So Bershom is Metib to you, he gives you an opportunity to do the right, to, do, to, to create a Schus for yourself, because right now there's a din in Shemaim about you. The Russian is giving you opportunities to be mated. Because he wants you to have the discourse of being a mated. He wants you to become a better person. A person who's a mated, but you're like a Kurdish Boroku. Your destiny, as Kutchas Achesed, talks about this interesting matter, this is Mashma, that the, the, the Vishoyim, I feel a bit in the Pisgah, that the, they don't do Chuba. You, you can't change who you are after 120. You can define yourself as a giver, and givers are like a Kodesh Baruch, and therefore you can have be shy to them, or not. You're not shy. You just don't fit in. The adult says that you know they want somebody asks they want to get the schools. He wants to see what 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 Ganadin looks like. So he goes to Ganadin, and he sees all this luscious foods being served. Everybody's enjoying themselves, etc. So, so what Gehenna looked like, he goes and opens the door and there's luscious food, etc. And everybody looks very sad. He says, so, so what's what's pshat? He says, there's no difference. The only difference is that the you can't eat with your hands and the, the forks are very, very long. And there's no way to get the fork in, into the food, into your mouth. So in Ganadin, every guy takes the food and puts it in the, in the mouth of the person across from him. In Gehenna, they haven't figured that out. So everybody just sits there and stares at the food and starves. You, the, the, the point of the story is you can't become a giver after 120 years. You become a giver now. The person lives in the part of a zebra. So there's so many opportunities. Just to become a mate. You want the schus to be an isha klau? You want to become a member that the person who, the zebra, you impact the zebra and therefore you have the schus of the zebra to take you through the yamadin? You dive for other people. You come to dive on time. You learn during Seder. You may have the person next to you also was sitting there. You see somebody struggling, you daven for him that they should, they should, that they should uh, be, be more tzmatzliach. Help him with the toises. You care. You help clean up, you help set up, 
there's so many opportunities. And each time you do that, you're changing who you are. You're a person who's a mate. You're following the footsteps of Rabbi Avinu. That he understood that the Roshim's, the sus of, of Rama is, is that, and so the Roshim is the mativ, and he wants us to be mativim like him. So he tells the Malachim, he says, you know, it's nice to have Nebuah, but I have the mativ right now. Most of us, we, 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 we resorted to the moment of having this extense, this very, very intense spiritual pleasure of Nebuah. To give it up to be mated to some Arabs, which are which are who who worship the, the the dirt on their feet. It's like it's a no-brainer. So, like, really, you're going to leave just this spiritual rapture for that moment? Yeah, that's a Romavino. That's what that's what Galdus and Claudiusum is. Is that? The definition of a godel is that he lives for beyond himself. He now is a part of a tzibur. He can join a minion. He can be much to somebody. He's a different. He's a, a being which is a which is a mitzvah. You look at your gedolim and yourself, and you look at them, and they all live their lives giving to other people. God doesn't call yourself as givers. So it's a, it's a tremendous opportunity that we have. The way we the way we live, where we live, how we live that we can become a tivim, we'll become extraordinary people, and that's a tremendous schus of the Yamadin, that the Isha Klau is something that Tzibur needs, because he impacts the Tzibur positively. That individual version says, I'm going to be, 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 give him a Gemara for Simatoiba, because he, he, Klai so needs him.